1: Like, you know, throughout the night. I'm saying dumb kind of. I was like, bitch, your
0: marriage is fake. And then she says, you pimped your daughter out. To have her get fucked by John Legend to get his tickets or something for your injured son. That tweet. That was it. Like I heard injured son. And like that's a rap I will after will destroy that. you, bitch. You don't mention someone's children, Absolutely. period, and yeah. your injured son and your whole daughter.
2: spirit for quite some time and that something has been the evolution of one Portia Williams to discuss all of the ups and downs and the by ashes to the civil rights activists that we know and love today is Sasha from the Bravo Breakdown. Hi Sasha. Hi. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Uh, it's such a pleasure. I just wanted to like Give you compliments, which I'm not really apt to do. I think that your Instagram account is, like, perfect. I think it's, like, such a great idea. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Just a great, like, you just get, you're very succinct. You get right to the point. You're funny. You're smart. I love it. Your bone structure is everything. I need to know, like, how you keep your eyebrows maintained during quarantine. Like... (gasps)
1: god that's hilarious you know it's it, I got my eyebrows microbladed like three years ago mm-hmm. and it's like faded in some spots and then the spots that it's not I just like fill it in with like a pencil and it's been like lasting me so I'm like okay I can hold on to this old microblading for as long as possible <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, gosh okay that's that's very smart very smart um you also managed to match your lipstick to your shirt color which is like everything to me <laughs> I, know nothing about lipstick so you know that's like real hashtag goals for me um talk to me about like how you decided to start your account what what's your journey with bravo we'll start with that first like what was the show that really got you into bravo
1: The first show I ever saw on Bravo was Atlanta, The Real Housewives of Atlanta. It was kind of like a show that was always kind of on in like Sunday evenings growing up. I think it was like, maybe I was 15 or 14, maybe when that show started. Because it's been on for, what, like, 10 years now? So maybe maybe 18, something like that. But I just remember it being on in the Sunday evenings and my, my mom watching it, and I just happened to sit down next to her one evening and watch it with her, and I was immediately obsessed with Nene Leagues. And, I, and Nene Leagues, I know she's, like, a controversial character, so I feel like she's, like, a love or hate type of person. Like, people either can't stand her or they love her. My opinion, I don't see Atlanta being Atlanta without her. What do sure. you
2: think? No, I, I totally agree with you. Like, she is a cornerstone. I... You know, it hurts my heart to see her now because my biggest issue with any housewife across any franchise is when you're just like over it. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Right? The yes. hands Exactly. Yeah, she just seems very ungrateful for what the franchise has given her. And I will say the same thing about Bethany. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just when you're just over it and you're not willing to play the game, that's. Right. I have a difficulty, like, continuing my support of you.
1: No, I totally agree with that. Because there are some other long timers that they know how to play the game. And there's a difference between, you know, you can use your OG status and know how to play the game and still be very entertaining. But like you said, like, once you get to the place where you're not even interested in playing the game because you think you're better than the game, that is the part that it's hard to love Nini because she'll just completely disengage. Like if she doesn't want to show up and be present that day or have the argument or whatever, and I don't blame her, you know, she's been doing it forever, but it's like, that's that's your job, that's what you signed up for. So whenever NeNe is actually being NeNe, I'm a stand NeNe forever. But I totally agree, like I've had some episodes where I'll just be so frustrated, like when she, or even the reunion, the Zoom reunion, how she just left.
2: And I was like, are you kidding me? She gave us keyboard and I was so mad. <sighs>
1: My God, I was so pissed. I was just like, really, needy. Like, I want to watch her read a bitch for an, uh, for an hour. And then she wasn't even there.
2: Because when she's good, she's so good. When she's yeah. funny, she is so naturally funny and just, like, bright and hilarious. And it's
1: yeah.
2: just, I, to me, it's just, like, it's not that hard. Just, like, just play you know? the game. Just play the game.
1: And honestly, like, she's funniest when she's not in an argument. So it would be behoove her to just, like, try to make peace with people because there's been so many scenes that I've watched and I've rewounded back like eight or nine times just to hear her say like a one-liner that's hilarious and she's not in an argument she's not necessarily like reading someone it's just like something funny that she says
2: mm-hmm.
1: we, I was watching um uh an old episode last night in the scene where in the beginning of last season where they're talking about Dennis his whole like rabies
2: oh my god <laughs>
1: And up the whole dog rumor. And then Nene's like, uh, oh, yeah, Portia need to get her rabies shot. And it was right. hilarious.
2: <laughs> exactly. Just, like, the totally off-the-cuff moment. She's yeah. truly so funny. Like, okay, so is she your top housewife?
1: <sighs> She's up there. She... <sighs> She's up there. She, I can't say one because, like you said, it, it varies based on the season. But she's definitely my Atlanta fave up there with Portia. Like, Nene and Portia – or my two phase. And I actually thought Phaedra was really funny. I hate that Phaedra got all caught up in, you know, that whole drama, but I always thought Phaedra was funny. She got, you know, she tells her little white lies and I always think it's funny when people get caught in a lie and that happened to her pretty often, starting with her not knowing her own due date.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Giving birth at 22 weeks or whatever, like that's normal. (laughs) Right.
1: Exactly. So, yeah. So Atlanta was, you know, I'll think about that question, but I think definitely Nene is top three for sure.
2: I, I I would, I would agree with you. Okay. All right. So now that you're talking about Phaedra and Portia, I think we should just get into Portia. I think is one of those women who, like, obviously is not an OG. She joined us in season five alongside Kenya. Mm-hmm. I think they're one of the two people, like a Dorinda, who just had, like, a flawless, seamless introduction into the show
1: mm-hmm.
2: in a way that I think it's hard for other it has been hard for other women to do. Absolutely. Like a Sutton, like she's struggling.
1: Yikes. Yikes. Yeah. She's yeah. I I went back. So in preparation for this conversation, I went back and watched Portia's first episode. Mm -hmm. And like you said, it was like, you know, the whole drama between her and Kenya, but it, it was so seamless because I feel like Portia, Although she, in, you know, in the beginning, she was a lot more submissive to her husband and a little bit more naive. But I always feel like she had this, like, confidence and, like, self-assurance, like, who she is. And I felt like from the jump, she was never going to let anybody take that from her. And I feel like Kenya immediately was being condescending towards her, calling her ditzy and lightheaded and, you know, all, you know, all that stuff. And so I feel like right off the top. She was like, "Okay, I may not have been Miss America or Miss USA, but I know I'm a bad bitch."
2: Exactly. Um, Yeah. So we start off with Portia. She's married to Cordell, former football player, with that face, and you know she's the granddaughter of a civil rights activist. She's kind of like Atlanta royalty in her own right, in a way that like the Atlanta housewives. We really haven't had like a prestige, like legendary, you know sort of, like, well, you know, if you want to say, like, pedigreed kind mm-hmm. of woman on the show before, right. so it was kind of interesting, um, you know, she's a granddaughter of civil rights activist Hosea Williams, like you said, people were really, she came on the scene, like, really conservative, really, like, my man is my king, mm-hmm. I do what he says, they mm-hmm. wanted to go to the strip club, and she didn't want to go, and it became right big conversation into which i thought was actually pretty interesting because you know a lot of black people will hold these sort of more conservative views in terms of like the man being the head of the household Mm -hmm. so the rest of the housewives be like what's up with this why won't you just do what you want and her like really struggling to fit into that role of like the perfect housewife um you know within her marriage, I thought was really interesting, but you're right, like the sparks ignited between her and Kenya, and that's where you really see that, like, oh, okay, this bitch has got something going on, like, oh, yeah, like the bi ashy oh flawless, like, what she gets into a fight with Kenya, and Kenya says, Google me, and Portia oh. says that the search engine doesn't go back that far, like, God, you, oh my God.
1: Uh-huh. amazing. Yeah it! It's literally, yeah, it's, it's amazing. She, and I, you think about it, it's like, you know, people are a product of their environment. Like, look at Portia's mom. Like, right. She is bad. Like, I hope I look half that good at that age. So it's like, you know, that's her role model. That's the one that she's looked up to. Like mama Diane does not come, like, you know, she doesn't strike me as the type of person that is going to let another woman put her down, you know, granted, they'll let a man put them down. But another woman, I don't think that she was raised that way. You know what I mean? I, I totally agree. She's like the mama
2: Tina, like Beyonce's mom. Mm-hmm. Like the Atlanta version of that. Like just gorgeous mm-hmm. together. Classy. Classy. Just like, I mean, that candy cotton candy colored hair. Like
1: she's mm-hmm. the Oh my gosh. And she can so pull it off. Every time I watch that, I'm like, wow, like. It's not gray. It's like it's like a pink gray, like it's it looks like almost like a millennial chick would wear her hair like a TikTok star or something. You know what I mean? Like that 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 shade is almost like an emo type of color, but she <laughs> pulls it off so well.
2: It, she's stunning. She's you know she's there for the baby. She's just got she just mm-hmm. looks like she's got everything together. Like totally. how do you do it? Write the book, please. Mm-hmm. Um, so. In the season five reunion, we learn that Portia found out via Twitter (laughs) that Cordell had filed for divorce. It was very clear that they had issues. They wanted to have a baby. She had had a miscarriage. Mm -hmm. You know, they had issues within their relationship, and it just—I mean, we knew it wasn't going to work. This was like a. It was a term for when a housewife gets on the show. Like, it was kind of like a launching pad. You know, She, I think she knew she was going to get divorced. Like, she knew the, sip, the ship was sinking.
1: And it was probably all the more motivation for her to get on the show. Like, okay, this is not going to last. Let me find a way to get myself some security, get my own income. Because I don't think she was really willing to be controlled like that for the rest of her life. She's too beautiful.
2: Yeah, and I think... She's, like, one of the classic examples of, like, when you do get on the show, these wives, where they realize, like, oh, okay, now I'm making my own money. I'm getting attention in the way that, like, my football player celebrity husband was mm-hmm. getting attention. He doesn't like it. Because, like, the balance is, like, becoming, you know, he can't mm-hmm. compete with money. Right. Me on my own. I'm not just a football wife. Right. And... I think, you know, that was probably a huge problem for them, too. Mm -hmm. And I I love to see it because I love to see a man, a woman leave a man like do it. Absolutely. (laughs) Fine with that. Um, She got nothing out of the divorce. No money. Didn't get
1: the Uh, house. uh, (laughs) Sick me. Literally every. It's so funny because I forget about that. I forget that she literally had to, like, rebuild her whole life.
2: Yeah, she had to move in with her mom. She it was a real struggle for her. Do you remember that um, <laughs> music video she did
1: called Flatline? Oh my god! Yes. <laughs> oh my god! And when she was in like auditioning for Candy's mu- musical or whatever, she sang like "His eyes on the sparrow." Yes. And, like, Lord have mercy, bless her. But you know she wouldn't be a housewife if she didn't try to be a pop star at some point.
2: Uh, okay, thank you. The video was everything. She actually got the actor who played Cordell. His name was named Cor- was Cordell.
1: Oh my God, that's hilarious. <laughs>
2: <He's> named Cordell, <laughs> a where she's like talking about obviously like domestic violence within the relationship, cheating. Like it's a very bi- autobiographical music video. He at one point, fake Cordell pushes her down, and in a very like poetic way her wedding ring just flies off that scene happens more than once oh my God. <laughs> it's epic. wow yeah it's it's an underrated housewife song i feel like it doesn't really come up in conversation
1: i think so yeah i mean when you think about the video and everything it's like yeah art reflecting life for sure right. you know?
2: it's so it's truly so funny um Okay, so then we come back in season six and we get kind of, like, more of the ditzy Portia. Mm-hmm. She's still trying to pull it together with her finances, keeping it cute. You know, they go on a trip and they go to a church that was, like, one of the passageways for the Underground Railroad. Gosh. Iconic, iconic scene of her being, like, well, there has to be an opening for the Railroad, <laughs> right? Because somebody." <clears throat> train like it's not electric like we do today
0: (laughs) and just oh my god
1: like ma'am I was like girl just stop just zip it just just lock it up throw the key don't say a word uh watching back that
2: scene I was like oh wow this lasted way longer than I thought like they were really trying to like baby step her and like it wasn't a real train Portia that there's no no there's not a conductor oh my God.
1: It's so cringy <laughs> just thinking about it oh
2: Portia <laughs> it, it's it goes on for at least a minute and they're like ushering her out of the church like never mind just yeah. <laughs> every step of the way she's like no but like but people there were people down
1: there <laughs> like like yeah but not they weren't crying <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. I wonder if it just like never came up in conversation with her grandfather. Like they just assumed that she knew that it wasn't actually a train or, you know, like how did they miss that?
2: How did they miss that? And at least like growing up in Atlanta, like I grew up in Atlanta, you have to, you hear these things. We all go to the Martin Luther King house at some point. Mm-hmm. We all- so to, we all learn this history of the Underground Railroad, like right. several lessons, like right. what
1: happened? Oh my gosh. It's, <laughs> it's, it's beyond. I, it, I'm speechless. Like <laughs> thinking about it. I'm like, wow, Portia, like, wow. Wow.
2: Wow. 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 Uh, okay. <laughs> so I think <sighs> Atlanta, one of the like, I think every housewife, like, you can guarantee, like, something. Like, if you go to New York, you can guarantee that every vacation they have, every time at the Berkshires is, like, you know you're getting a good episode. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I tell, like, every, all of their reunions are great reunions. And Portia, I think, has been, since being on the show, has been, like, at the forefront of a lot of the major drama. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... Especially season season six, she gets into this fight with Kenya. Oh my god. Starts off with the, Kenya pointing that scepter in her face
1: Mm-mm. on her. Mm-mm-mm.
2: Kenya saying, I know you were cheating on your husband.
1: Oh my
2: god. Portia then goes on to call Kenya a slut from the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> um at this point, Kenya has gotten out one of those megaphones oh my god. and She's just yelling across Cynthia into Portia's ears, which like when she went off on her, like, I get it. Like, you're not just going to be doing that in my face.
1: It's ridiculous. It's so immature. Like, what are, what are we doing here? Like you brought the, you're going to get in someone's face and invade their space like that. Right. Come on. Like, where's the line? It's such a
2: violation. And I think that like, at some point, like I don't condone violence, but at some point you have to understand that people have their limits.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
2: Just have people sit there and like literally put this thing in your face a long time. I thought she let it she let Kenya do that for a long time before she popped
1: but off. It, of her. You, you could see on Cynthia's face, like she's in the middle of them, and Cynthia's face was even like, What is this bitch doing? Like, sit down. And they're, they're friends, and you could see that she was even thinking, like, Kenya, like, you're taking it too far.
2: Kenya's a true instigator, and this was, like, one of her worst moments. Mm-hmm. Or, or best, depending on how you view oh, it.
1: Right, 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 right. But um, you get told by the response from, like, obviously the viewers and everyone that was on the stage that no one was supportive of Kenya. Like... No. No. Once she makes pull- herself way worse.
2: Exactly. Like, once you pull out... Prop number two mm-hmm. you know, was coming to you, you know. Like, can Portia snatched that scepter out of her hand and threw it? And that's when they should have known. Like, just let it go, Kenya.
1: Let, let it go. Let it go.
2: So then, more Kenya calls her Portia a dumb hoe, and that's when Portia just loses it.
0: <sighs> her hair, Andy.
2: Yeah trying to get into the middle of it. Cynthia's titty pops out. (laughs) Phaedra's praying the blood of Jesus on the other couch. It's just a true, true mess. It's one of the most dramatic moments of they're all pinning Portia down on the ground.
1: No, I know.
2: (laughs) Nini's practically got her in a headlock.
1: (laughs) I, I, I know Nini's like the referee literally having to like tackle her to control her oh my god like that's such a friend moment though whenever i think about Portia nini i think about that moment like that's a real friend in my opinion
2: i i agree they have they had a real like big sister little sister relationship and it's really sad to see how that devolved over the years because they really get along and like you said like when when um, Nini is just, like, kicking it and she's just being funny and silly and light, especially with Portia. Like, she's
1: just so, so delightful. Funny. And Nini. Nini brings out even, like, even more of Portia's side of her that, that is so bright. And her, her her humor and Portia's wittiness and her one-liners. I feel like the two of them together, they riff and vamp off of each other. And it's just so fun to watch. It,
2: it's really fun to watch. Like, Portia really brings out the best in people. Mm-hmm. And, like, she did with Phaedra. Um, Yeah, so there, let's get into that. So, Phaedra and and Portia were a best friendship, tantamount to, like, Vicky and Tamara, but, like, way, way better.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Way better. (laughs)
2: Um, They really had such a good relationship. They were, like, two Southern Bells. They were kiki with each other. and friends. Yeah, they, you know, even had the with like onesies or pajamas uh-huh. etc cetera on them. Like, they were the kind of friends that like people were annoyed by how friendly they were with each other. Uh-huh. Like, uh-huh. Um I, gosh, to see how this went down was unfortunate.
1: It's so unfortunate because so I remember that that season whenever we were just starting to see the friendship between her and Vedra develop. I remember thinking like, oh my God, this is a whole new Phaedra. Like Phaedra was like, a, it was like Phaedra let her guard down, like around Portia. Like she, I really feel like I was seeing this side of Phaedra that she feels for whatever reason that she has to like cover up or maybe she feels like she can't be that vulnerable around other castmates in the way that she could with Portia. But I just loved it. I, I remember getting so excited and looking forward to seeing this side of Phaedra and it just sucks that it came to an end so prematurely.
2: And in such a horrific, like, Uh
1: way. Like, yeah, you're totally (laughs) right. Like, like, Where do you stand on this? Like, what do you think happened? I think,
2: wow. I don't know what Phaedra was thinking. Like, for some reason, she had it out for candy. Mm -hmm. And I fancy myself as a candy. And you just can't play us. Yeah. I'm gonna get it in the end. Like, I might not give it to you. Like, Candy has a very long fuse, but Candy has everything together.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: mm-hmm. She has got, like, she does things with intention and yeah. she doesn't make mistakes because she's so intentional in how things she does things the first time. But, like, she's not like an act now and apologize later. Like, it's, I'm gonna do things right. So I don't have to apologize. Absolutely. To to go up against somebody like that, like it's just it's just never gonna work out for you. <laughs> like, sorry, girl. I agree. I, I, don't, I don't understand like what it is that Phaedra really had against Candy and why she would try to bring Portia into it.
1: Right. I I, I still don't understand what happened with their friendship. Like, where was the tear? Because it was before this. So what happened? Like, I, I, I want it, to... Was it the whole thing with, like, Apollo? Like, her keeping his motorcycles or whatever? That's what I have to imagine, is that, like, because Todd and Apollo and
2: Candy, to a certain extent, still had a friendship. Right. After, Apollo, after they got divorced and Apollo went to
1: jail, like, mm-hmm. is that all it is? And if so, like, ugh, that's really unfortunate. Cause that's a shitty reason. It's, it's a, a shitty reason. Yeah.
2: And like, are we gonna act like Phaedra probably wasn't doing dirty work with Apollo?
1: Right. Exactly. This be in jail herself. I think this, yeah. this attorney with many jobs, right. let us know. Really, could just have some something going on in her own home that she has no idea about. I think she set herself in, up up in a way to where like she's not attached to it legally. You know, she's not binded by it, to it legally in any way. But I don't think she just had nothing to do with it. Not a chance in hell. She had no idea what was going on with Apollo. Yeah, she probably was like, "Okay, Apollo, you do you. Like, that's fine. Just don't put my name on it." Do mm-hmm. what she do. And there
2: was a, there was that whole book of like with Apollo's co-conspirator that basically said as much. It like, she knew. She knew. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, like you said earlier, like Phaedra's such a liar. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, she's such
1: a bad liar. I but hate to say it. It, it, why? Because she's. I like. I like Phaedra. I think she has a light in her. I think she's fun and bouncy, and you know she's just like do her. And her sons are so sweet, and I think she's such a good mom. But I think that lying comes from like shame and guilt from her being a preacher's kid. I think her whole life, like I think she is probably like a lot more sexually free on the inside than she you know right. lets, lets us know and I feel like she's probably struggled with that battle of like trying to hide who she really is so she feels this need to lie and lie and lie because of her parent her mom being a preacher right absolutely oh, I feel bad for her that she feels the need to do that
0: yeah right
2: because at the end like it doesn't hurt anybody but her and like now right. you're on the show in which you were like a top cast member and now you're struggling over we oh lord
1: bless her <laughs> like, and, she, and you've seen that storyline, how she's supposed supposedly uh, abstinent. She's not having sex with him until they're married. Okay, it's like really Lee
2: <laughs> Really? Uh, oh my gosh. Okay, so that whole season is like. It, I mean, it's it's just incredible the evolution of like how we find out about this lie, and for it to just come out at the at the seat at the season reunion. Um, so basically, it kind of comes out in the. Beginning of, like, Portia and Candy are in a fight. They're at lunch together. And Portia alleges that she heard that Candy and Todd were trying to get her down in the basement, trying to get her drunk some night in New York. And that they wanted to have, like, a threesome with Portia. This was a very complicated situation because... Then it kind of gets into like, is Candy into women? Like, should we be shaming her for this or not? Or how do we, it was just like all very complicated and, and convoluted and Candy, I think, has always been open about the fact that she had been with women, the fact that she and Todd had a threesome or a couple threesomes or whatever, like, there was no surprise there to people who had really paid attention to what Candy said.
0: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Uh-huh.
2: But yeah, so to see Candy have to go through this and figure out like, okay, Portia thinks this is about me. Why? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, what? What is happening here? And then they go on vacation, and Sheree, ever the bone collector, is like, "Um, somebody called you a lesbian, Candy."
0: <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Who said that? Who said? That? Hey, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, such a great moment of them trying to figure out who said it and I know. then Portia being like oh I guess it was me <laughs> and everyone's like why were you just acting like you it wasn't you she was like well I don't know I don't remember having this conversation which I don't know if I believe mm-hmm. um and then yeah this is also probably maybe one of Portia's most contentious uh Seasons in terms of her getting a fight, she yeah. and Cynthia get into it on a boat in Lake Lanier. She had to go through anger management. She's dating that Todd guy. Been mm-hmm. mm-hmm. to to up with. Oh my god! Oh my god. <laughs> uh, do you remember that like other football player that she dated, and she had this whole party for him, and like I
1: don't oh yeah vaguely yes like younger dude and I
2: was like I think we're just like fucking like we're this isn't like a we don't need to be having a coming out party right right right
1: right <laughs> God. I almost feel like too with the whole like you know the Phaedra I feel like Phaedra knows probably that Candy is bisexual. And like like you said, most of them probably would not be surprised by that anyway. And I feel like because of the conflict, I guess, or whatever that she had between her and Candy because of Apollo and him them choosing to be friends with him, I feel like she was trying to like shame her for being bisexual, but that wasn't enough to shame someone because people are not gonna really buy that because you know, this is 2020. So I feel like she tried to throw the whole drug thing on it to make it hit harder. To like make it the rumor to villainize Candy because she was still angry at her for taking up being friends with Apollo. I feel like it was something along those lines because Portia yeah. probably was flirting with Candy. They were probably, you know, being whatever. And then Phaedra just spun it into something illegal. Right, which like, again, as a lawyer,
2: hello, maybe you should be a little bit more careful about what you say. (laughs) Right, right. You're basically saying that Candy and Todd tried to rape her. Oh my God. How fucked up is that? (laughs) Like, that is on another level. So when we finally get to the reunion and Portia finally is like, oh, well, Phaedra's the one that told me Candy told her that about the drugging and the, the threesome stuff. And Candy's like, excuse me? <laughs> like, why on earth would Candy, why would anybody right. admit to a lawyer? Right. A friend, a person on her show, a cast member. The last that you, person that she would ever person, say that. That you tried to drug and rape another cast member? Like, come on.
1: Ridiculous.
2: Come on, I felt rage for Candy. Like, just to see her, like, like she was so so angry.
1: She was so rightfully so. I mean, can you imagine someone flat out lying on you like that? Oh, the worst feeling.
2: And it being like a storyline for months. This is on television.
1: And she has all these businesses.
2: Right. We know how important her business is and her reputation is. Right. And for you to just like casually be like throw out a rape allegation, that is evil.
1: It's some jealousy. Some yeah. real deep rooted jealousy going on there.
2: Really bad. And Fedra's like kind of non reaction to oh, it is weird.
1: She's like, I'm well, I- I'm I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry Uh, just so flat in one note like that like well I'm sorry like yeah I lied I made it up and I don't know what to say right now wow no words no words and no oh I misheard her nothing it was just I'm sorry right and there was that whole like rumor
2: that maybe like Carlos King, the executive producer, had like told her that, mm-hmm. and we didn't really get into that because at that point we weren't really breaking the fourth wall on The Housewives like that. Mm-hmm. And it, it I was can, just I can buy,
1: can... buy that.
2: Yeah, I, I, that. I, because I feel like he left the show after that, along with Phaedra, mm-hmm. and to me that speaks to a little bit of guilt,
1: right? I could totally see that because. That would have been the only thing that she literally couldn't say. Like she can't sit there on the reunion and use that as an excuse. So she had nothing else to say. So she said nothing.
0: Uh-huh.
2: That was pr- probably number 1 craziest moment in Housewives reunion history. Oh yeah, for sure. For and sure. Portia just breaks out crying. <laughs> like <laughs> you use me as a pawn. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh the fact that candy even like allows portia in her space now oh, i know is because it would be a wrap for me like i don't care if you even half knew what was going on like portia had to know on some degree yeah that it was she
1: bullshit. yeah no she was not as naive as she tried to play it off to be she was in the drama she was in it
2: right and if she, I mean, to me, <laughs> if somebody said somebody tried to drug, drug and rape you, like, I would immediately go to them. Exactly. Who told me.
1: <laughs> right.
2: About Like, I wouldn't have let this go on for months. Like, no, we're figuring this out right now.
1: Definitely. Right? That, that, that definitely seemed, it seemed like it was a lot of, like, production went into that went into the timing of it all and like the communicating and all of that, like waiting for a certain moment for it to be brought up.
2: Right. Right. Yeah. It w- that was, Oh, you guys. For that, you was guys
1: one. that was a rough one for sure. It was. Do you think it was. that that is, that trumps Vicky and her cancer storyline or do you think, which one do you think is more of like an epic, you know, fight drama storyline?
2: That's a great question, because I feel like, ooh, it was, like, it was different, because I feel like it with OC, especially with Megan trying to be, like, private investigator, I called Hope Hospital, (laughs) like, figured, you know, I got your records, bitch, like, I got all this. It, Mm -hmm. It feels like it was more of, like, a roller coaster, whereas, like, in Atlanta, it was, like okay, this is weird, this is weird, this is weird. And then we get this big crescendo. Right. Whereas OC was like kind of like constant drama.
1: Right, right, right. It was like a through line pretty much of the entire season. Whereas this was kind of like, it was there, but it didn't really come to like a really big reckoning until the final reunion.
2: Right. And I think like halfway into that season of Orange County, we all knew that she was lying. Right. Right. And watching her just kind of try and slither out of that was, I think, more interesting within the season. Mm -hmm. Megan was so vital to that. Mm.
1: My gosh, I I really think that. (laughs) Like that would be such have been such a different scene. I mean, a different season without Megan on that season, like it would have been so different because nobody would have gone and dug like that. Maybe Shannon a little bit. But not to the extent that Megan did. Not at all.
2: And the fact that, like, she had a, uh, you know, her husband's ex-wife was going through cancer, so she knew what right. what was clean in that milk and what wasn't. Like, mm, what a history. That uh, yeah, that was
1: <laughs> one for the books for sure. <laughs>
2: Um, so we like we talked about before, she and Por- Portia and Nene had such a great relationship, big sister, little sister. They live down the street from each other. They really got along with each other. And they started to get into it when I'm not really sure like what the issue with them was, but then we see Nene go on, watch what happens live and say that Portia and Phaedra need to be kicked off the show mm-hmm. because. They're messing with the, you know, the integrity of Atlanta. And then Phaedra's going on her show on Dish Nation and talking about Nene. Nene obviously cannot handle any sort of criticism. Mm-hmm. So even though she started the fire, it's now everybody else's fault for continuing it. Um, to see them, like, get into that fight... To the point where Nene's bun is being fucked up. And then Harlow's <laughs> trying to fix it. <laughs> the door is closed. The door is closed. Oh, so good. So, so good. So, Portia's love life was really kind of at a standstill for a while. Until we find out that she meets Hot Dog King oh. of Atlanta, Dennis McKinney.
1: Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on Dennis? Oh, uh, trash. Put him in the trash can. and leave him there and don't take him out I'm just like why like Portia is like everything and I'm like really this is who you ended up with like this this turtle looking dude that can't keep his thing in his pants like it'd be one thing if he was like looked like a turtle and was so good to her I'd be like yeah get it girl but like that's how you're gonna do her she's gorgeous you should be lucky that she even gave you the time of day and then you're gonna go cheat on her and then blame it on her being pregnant that you weren't attracted to her while she was pregnant like are you kidding me sick. Trash.
2: Like, sir, you look like Jermaine, Jermaine Dupree's older brother. Like, <laughs> like the prize you have here. Like, come on. He really does. He really does. It, you know, and like you said,
1: like, looks don't matter until you start exactly. acting foul. Exactly. Or you're acting a-, a damn fool. Then you the ugliest thing that don't walk the earth.
0: <laughs> he
2: sucks. I, you know, it, it was so... <laughs> Uh, like I was so happy for her to finally have that. Like I just want to have a baby. She was kind of like Bethany. Like, okay, I think I'm just gonna do it on my own. Mm-hmm. And then she finds this man. He swoops in. He gives a, you know, he puts a big rock on her finger. They just are so in love. And
1: yep. And she manifested it at the reunion the year prior.
2: Yep, she did. She well, did. You better manifest. <laughs> and- <laughs> All of it happens and she gets her little, little baby Vienna sausage and they're so happy. And then we find out that he cheated on her. Mm-hmm. Like you said like the, the fact that seeing them go through therapy all last season,
1: that mm-hmm.
2: he would part those little ugly lips to say like he was like, not attracted to her while she was pregnant with your
1: child. Was disgusting.
2: To the point where you had to go and have sex with somebody else.
1: Oh my God. What? I can't. It's (laughs) fucking, it's just like so fucking disrespectful. It's just like, really, you really don't give a damn about her. Like, you don't care about her whatsoever. Whatsoever. most vulnerable time, when she needs you the most, you're going to go and betray her.
2: Right. Where she's probably not feeling that great about herself physically. She's so hormonal. And you're just like going off and doing whatever while she's sitting at home, gestating your baby. And... (laughs) you like she's already having to have sex with you and you've got seven other people's women's names tattooed on your body uh, <laughs>
1: right <laughs> you put her through enough sir and then his mom So fucking overshot. I can't stand a mama's boy like that. Like, it's fine to be a mama's boy in the sense that, like, maybe you're close with your mom or, like, you know, you guys spend a lot of time together. But, like, the way his mom, like, gets in there and she, like, defends his behavior, like, she should be like, no, my son's a piece of shit for doing what he did and Mm -hmm. he doesn't deserve you. But if you want to take him back, that would be great. But he doesn't deserve you. But she's, like, babying him. And I don't like that. That's probably why he did that shit and thinks he can get away with it because his mom, like, coddled him his whole life. Totally.
2: Totally. And mm. uh, he disgusts me. And w- then we see him again out one night in the blogs. He's out at some 24 hour diner with like three different ladies. Mm. And this is after PJ's like a year old. Like the fact that he did not try everything he could to get her, like, here's another thing that I really hate public displays of redemption.
0: Mm,
1: mhm. Mm-hmm. Canada
2: and he's he's got everybody there and he's bringing family and whatever and then he basically puts her on the spot with the old engagement ring which no sir that one's tainted.
0: Oh,
1: right. But it come correct. <laughs> right.
2: With the old engagement ring and then is like, "Oh, I just want to like, oh, you're my girl, blah blah blah." And then you are not even giving her the chance to say no. Right, right, right. You're not listening to her.
1: That's, I, that's all you need. That's That tells so much about right? the dynamic in the relationship. It's like he gets to be like completely immature and not have any ability to communicate and just put her in the spot. And for whatever reason, she felt like she had to, you know, obviously she wants the relationship to work, but it's just so unfair. Like do it in a fair way, like actually have the conversation, but he doesn't want to have the conversation because he can't communicate. So he'd rather put her on the spot and make her say yes, make her take him back.
2: Right. And you got Tanya crying in the corner and it's like, okay, well now I have to say yes. <laughs> like like ugh, that poor little woman. I, but you know what? I will say this is like been her best season in terms of her personal growth, mm-hmm. her intelligence. She seems really happy. She's happy with little baby PJ. And mm-hmm. Just, just see the evolution of, like, where we started to where we are now when, you know, all the protests are happening with George Floyd. And she's really, like, going into, you know, her family, stepping into her family's legacy, fighting the good fight, actually going out in the streets and marching, protesting, being open, um, you know, even tweeting about the racist stuff that happened on Vanderpump Rules with Sassi and and Kristen. Mm -hmm. Going on watching what happens live with Andy to discuss these things and to see her standing or not standing, but like being there with you know, digitally, virtually being there with W. Kamau Bell and seeing him like co-sign every point that she's making and just to see that
1: moment, like, I got emotional. <laughs> oh my God. I had chills the whole time because I was nervous. I was like, okay. Because I can imagine, I mean, if I had to sit there and talk about the Black Lives Matter and, like, everything that's happening right now, it's easy for your emotions to get the best of you and you can't maybe get your words together and, like, you just get overwhelmed. So I was like, okay, you know, just there with her. And then she, as soon as she opened her mouth, it just poured out of her so eloquently eloquently, so passionate, so clear about the points that she was making. It was so clear and so easy to digest and so relatable. I mean, it was perfect. It was she was the perfect person to have a voice during this time because Portia is like the girl next door. You know, there, there are certain people like, you know, is Like somebody like even like Phaedra that's like, oh, I got four degrees and like so and so you feel like more maybe intimidated by someone like that. But I just like the idea that Portia is like a down home chick and she's just like a real girl and she's passionate about what's going on right now. And she's informed and she's sharing that knowledge. So people that are like her that don't feel like, you know, maybe, you know, it doesn't matter because I don't have this level of education or I can't speak out because I don't have this experience or this knowledge. It's like, no, any of us can get out here and speak our truth and whatever you have to say is valid yeah and it was amazing
2: it really was amazing to see her like be very educated in the way she was speaking but not have it be like overly rehearsed right like she was using points and talking points that were very easily digestible underly you know easy to understand Mm. like but also like incredibly informed and incredibly like spoke to people's hearts and minds at the same time like it was just an amazing thing to see I hope that people have it on demand or maybe it's on bravotv.com for free that people can watch this because I think it was kind of like uh well obviously it was very like last minute and I think the way they rolled it out it was like Sunday at 11 mm-hmm. and then day was the second part so I think a lot of people didn't watch it mm-hmm. but if you're invested in anti-racism in what we should be doing right now like I would hi- highly encourage people who didn't watch it to watch it because I thought she made point after point like it was just flawless like Serena Williams of civil rights like just flawless from beginning to end like mm-hmm.
1: so good her energy her her smile and her just her light was just so so, just relatable and so like
0: everyone's woman, you know? Yep. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. <laughs>
2: Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Totally. So what do you think, what do you hope for? Do you have any predictions for the future of Portia Williams?
1: Well, I think that she is gonna be the queen of Atlanta especially so if her and Nini make up and they are friends and they stay on good terms the two of them will be the duo like they will both reign over Atlanta together and it'll be so fun to watch but if Nini doesn't return I definitely think that it's Portia's time to like really shine and be like the anchor of that show and like the princess of that show because she has she has the you know the comedic timing and the wit and the one-liners but then she's also stunningly gorgeous and uh-huh. it's you know, a lot of times you don't have that combination where someone's witty and funny like that and also gorgeous and, like, a bad... Like, she's bad. She's fine as hell. Yeah. So I love the combination of, like, that being, like, the face of Atlanta. And she's so likable. And and I feel like Portia is such a girl's girl, which is why I feel like with Nini, she has, like, jealousy stuff with, like, certain people. And I feel like Portia, like, I never feel like she's a jealous type of person. Like, she never tries to put her friends down, like how Kenya puts Cynthia down on her wine. I feel like Portia's always the type of friend that is, like... Supportive and she doesn't feel the need to compete with other women because she knows who she is and that makes the perfect housewife
2: I think you're completely correct and honestly like I think you hit the nail right on the head like it's kind of In a way it's sort of up to Nini to play the game correctly and like Unfortunately for her if she wants to think of it as an unfortunate fact like you're gonna have to be friends with people like you can't just be sitting up going to events and not paying attention to anybody not looking anybody in the eye build a friendship with somebody like somebody
0: who
1: who isn't kim zolciak can you (laughs) (laughs) or marlo because it's like marlo she's not gonna marlo's not gonna get no peach as much as we would love for her to get one i i feel like if they were gonna do it they would have done it by now
2: Exactly, Marlo can only do so much for you. She's really? doing a lot of work, but she can only do so much.
1: Like, because friend. Marlo is rough, she will go gutter. So <laughs> you gotta was... watch it. Marlo, you'll get in trouble fucking with Marlo because she will fight a bitch. Right, and
2: I even liked the friendship that Marlo and Portia formed with each other. I loved it. When they were like in Miami or Destin or something. Yeah. And they, they went out to the club together with Dennis and mm-hmm. she met Dennis and they really liked each other. Like. It's at this point, it's Porsche's Porsche's world, and she we all need to be living wants.
1: in it. She can do whatever she wants at this point. Also, too, considering that Marlo, because she's a munty now, I feel like that has softened her up a lot. Yeah. So that is a really good uh like addition to like a layer of her personality because before she was so like kind of hard and guarded, funny, but still very like she wasn't gonna give you but so much. But I feel like now that she's a munty, she's a lot more vulnerable. So I feel like if her and Portia get some scenes together and maybe they like they go and have play dates or like they hang out with the kids together or like, you know, just kind of like, let us see more of that friendship. That would be really, really nice to see.
2: Totally agree. So who is your perfect Atlanta cast, your yeah. dream cast?
1: So, okay. So Nini, Portia, Phaedra, <sighs> if she can somehow redeem herself from that, sh- that all of that nonsense that went down, like if I could just like remove that from her past uh-huh. <laughs> pick up from the freaking frat. So can I have freaking frat season Phaedra? Sure. Okay. So freaking frat season Phaedra, Portia, Nene. Let me think, let me think. Are you keeping candy? Or are you keeping Cynthia? I could do without Kenya. I'll just say that. Uh huh. Candy, yes. Cynthia, Cynthia. I only like Cynthia when she's friends with Nini. Right. <laughs> so, if Cynthia, Nini, and Portia and Phaedra could all be friends, and then Kenya can be the 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 villain, and then yeah. maybe give her and then Candy in the middle to to be the in between person. Yeah, I think that could work for me. And then I and yeah, I think that could work is there anything
2: any person celebrity that you would bring to
1: atlanta hmm that's such a good question who could i see
2: hmm
1: May gosh oh my god do you have someone
2: i honestly now that she's single, like, you can bring Quad over for Married to Medicine.
1: Ooh, yeah, that's a good one. I
2: think that would be a good fit for her.
1: Yeah, I do, too. I think that would be a really a good fit. fit. fit yes, yeah, she would be perfect. Yeah, because she just had her baby, and she's single, and she's fun, and she's got her one-liners. Yeah, she would be a good, I feel like she would get along with everyone, too. But yeah. she, I feel like she could go toe-to-toe with Kenya. Definitely. Definitely.
2: I just think like, it's kind of just a weird fit to have quad on the show now. And it's not because I don't like her and it's not even really because she's single. It's just like, she's just in a very different place. Yeah. Yeah. For women, like they're just in their like established families and mm-hmm. that's such a good show, but it, quad's kind of sticking out like a sore thumb, some sore thumb there. <laughs> um.
1: No, I totally agree with that. And the, the, the like, uh, the Atlanta women are more into, like, fashion and, like, a little bit more on the scene than the married to men. So I yeah. think Quad is more in that sort of vibe. Uh,
2: totally. She's got that, like, younger, kind of fresher energy
1: mm-hmm. yeah. than, like,
2: Dr. Simone.
1: <laughs> totally. I wish I, wish I, like, I wish I knew, like, a list of, like, some, like retired or something actresses that lived in Atlanta that I could see because I love when actresses come on I feel like that works so well because it's like okay they're already kind of coming on with a certain sort of status and they're right. so threatening to people and I love to watch people when there's a new person on that doesn't need the show I love that
2: like a Vivica A. Fox yes,
1: yes. something like that yes that would see I, I, I think that would be really really interesting to see that. yeah how that how that dynamic. I feel like the girls would be really like okay really uncomfortable like it's like oh shit like because she's gonna come she's gonna bring it but yeah. then it's, you were saying just as long just as long and the, the thing you have to be careful with like you were saying before is like she can't come on the show and not be interested in playing the game like if you're gonna come on the show yeah we know you're a respected actor you have this long career but when you come to film, You're here and you're a housewife. So you're bringing your A-game to these arguments, to these conversations, to everything that's happening. You can't play the whole, well, I'm an actress card. You just have to kind of carry that. We know it's like, you know, it's your tone, but you still have to play the game.
2: Right. Like, Kim Fields was not willing to engage
1: with anything. (laughs) that clip that they kept showing where Kenya moved Kenya Fields' chair.
2: Oh, my God. Every time I see
1: that, it makes me boil. Right. Like, like, oh my! Can you imagine someone moving your chair? It's so oh, rude. rude. So rude.
2: So rude. You're beneath me, like you're a child. Here, mm-hmm. mommy's gonna push your table, so you you can you can't sit at the big kids table, the adult table. Like I'm pushing you down to the little kids table. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so rude. <laughs> it makes me mad.
1: Oh, <laughs> like she has literally. Can you? She will push it to the limit. Like, I don't know where she would stop. Like, I don't know what, like, signal will go off in her brain to be like, okay, it's enough now. Like, if it's somebody like Kim Fields that's not really going to necessarily, like, defend herself or argue back with her, like, how far would Kenya really go?
2: Oh, I mean, <laughs> very far.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> you almost want to see it, but then you really don't. Because, don't. Of, like, Kenya's, if she goes as far as she would want to go, Mm. there would be no coming back from it in a Phaedra sort of way. Like she would just take it way too far.
1: She would. She totally would. Oh man. Well, this
2: is very, very therapeutic. Thank you so much for talking to me about this.
1: Gosh, thank you for having me. I am like, I know it's probably what we're not going to have Atlanta until what, November. So we got a minute, but I cannot wait to see, how they cover all of this Black Lives Matter movement with, with Portia and like the behind the scenes. Like, and I hope they like film some of her protests. Like, I just can't wait to see how they're going to depict it in the show.
2: Yeah, because I think that would be very important to have this like all black cast really get into it. Like, mm-hmm. you get, it's vital.
1: Are you going to be watching Potomac? I'm assuming you are.
2: Oh, <laughs> front row. <No>. Front row. <laughs> Who's your favorite
1: person from Potomac? <sighs> I mean, it's got to be
2: Dame, Karen Huger, because yeah, I say this all the time, like, a good reality show star to me is somebody who is both, like, hyper-aware and also completely unaware. <laughs> like, right, right. She's so into herself that I think it's hard for her to see how she comes off, but she's also just so funny <laughs> to me. Like, I just love Karen so much. Um, so- and I love Candace for what she gives to us. She's like the Kenya of Potomac. Hmm. 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 <laughs> so so funny, and just the, like the way she fights with people, and she's so petty. And mm-hmm. when she got into that fight with Ashley at her house, when her brown dick husband was trying to do that like tasting for his cookbook, Bye. like just the back and forth when Ashley like leaves and then she comes back, and then I know. That knife at her. I just love it. Who's your favorite?
1: Oh, definitely Ladam. Yeah. Karen is definitely my favorite. And then after Karen, probably Monique.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: I love Monique.
2: I will give you that. I will give you that.
1: And then I'm not a big Giselle fan. And I know that's another controversial opinion because a lot of people love Giselle. I'm not either. And thank you for saying that. (laughs) thank you so much she's it feels stunning, so she's obviously she's smart and she's funny she's all great things but I don't like the way she fights I don't like that she she kind of does the like Lisa Vanderpump like stirring on the side but never really in the hot seat
2: yeah and she never like I feel like everything that she like pretends to be upset about is like stupid like right. why are having this argument
1: <laughs> like, right exactly but... and she will argue until she's blue in the face yes I'm just like, okay, give it a rest. Let the mouse go.
2: (laughs) Sasha, tell everybody where they can find you.
1: You can find me at the Bravo Breakdown on Instagram. I do weekly breakdowns on your favorite shows between maybe Roni, we're moving into Potomac. Every week I do maybe between 13 and seven minutes of a breakdown of the show, giving my perspective and my viewpoint and what I think about the craziness that goes on. So you can find me there at the Bravo Breakdown.
2: Everybody seriously check her out. She's a real treasure and just like an amazing account. Um, thank you so much for coming on your treat. Thank While you I-
1: for having me. This was so fun. I really appreciate it. Uh, thank you. Um, Yeah, you have a great day, girl. You do too. All right, bye. Bye.